You're listening to Points Talk with the Travel Mom Squad, previously known as the Travel Hacking Mom Show. Follow the links in the show notes to stay up to date with what the Travel Mom Squad has been up to. Think a luxury trip to Italy or Switzerland is out of your budget? Think you have to be rich to shower on a plane? Think again. Listen up to hear about Jess's recent trip to Italy and mine and my mom's recent trip to Switzerland. We were living the lifestyles of the rich and famous for pennies on the dollar thanks to Points and Miles. Welcome to the Travel Hacking Mom Show. We are three moms who've discovered how to leverage credit card welcome offers to get hundreds of thousands of dollars in travel expenses for nearly free. We've used credit card points and miles to take vacations to places like Hawaii, Paris, Greece, the Maldives, Italy, and so much more. And the best part? We each still have an 800 plus credit score. Imagine being able to book a vacation without having to check your bank account. It's totally possible and we're here to show you how. Hey, I'm Alex. And I'm Pam, Alex's mom. And I'm Jess. We are travel hacking moms. So I recently returned from an amazing trip to Italy with my husband, and Alex and Pam returned from Switzerland. Both of these trips involve a flight out of Milan that we're going to get to in a bit, but we can't wait to give you all the details of how we got our flights and hotel stays for nearly free thanks to credit card points and miles. So I'm going to kick it off with flights for how we got to Italy. So we are based in Houston and I knew that I wanted to fly the Emirates Fifth Freedom flight from JFK to Milan. And for those who don't know, a Fifth Freedom flight is basically a flight that goes between two countries that aren't the airline's home country. So in this case, Emirates is based in the United Arab Emirates, but they are flying between the U.S. and Italy. So that's why it's called a fifth freedom flight. So I knew I wanted to fly business class on that flight. So I had to get from Houston to JFK. The only airline that flies direct from Houston to JFK is JetBlue. So last year I opened a JetBlue business card and I think the welcome offer was 80,000 JetBlue miles. And that was enough. That was more than enough. I think that our flights were only 12,000 miles total for both of us each way. So like 24,000 miles total round trip. So we flew from Houston to JFK on JetBlue and we got there, which is called a positioning flight because we are positioning to New York so that we can take that flight. I think we got there like seven or eight hours before our Emirates flight. The Emirates flight didn't leave until that evening. So... Was that like the only flight option or were you just like, I want to get there early so I don't have any issues? Because, you know, if you're doing a positioning flight, you, you've you got to account for what if there's a delay or anything like that. So was that like purposeful that you gave yourself that much time? It was both because there was only one flight <laughs> to JFK, one nonstop flight. I'm all about the nonstop flights when they are, are an option. So that was the only nonstop flight option to JFK, but also... I like to give myself at least four to five hours if I am flying out the same day. Another option would have been we could have flown in the night before and stayed the night. But with seven hours, I figured that was enough um, to where we didn't need to fly in and stay the night beforehand. So we flew there, got there way too early. I think we were able to get into the Emirates Lounge like three hours before our flight. But still, we that gave us three or four hours to kill between when we landed and when we could get into the Emirates Lounge. So we went to the TWA Hotel, which is connected to JFK, and just hung out there at the little lounge that they have there and just sort of killed our time there. 
So from there, we flew on Emirates from JFK to Milan. We paid 72,500 Emirates miles for that flight. It has since gone up to 87,000 miles for business class. Um, So I know that sounds like a lot. Emirates is a transfer partner of all four major banks. And so it is pretty easy to rack up Emirates miles because all the flexible currencies transfer one-to-one to to Emirates. So that is how we did it. Uh, Alex and Pam, why don't you tell us about how y'all went to, how you got to Europe? First, Jess, I want to know what you thought about Emirates Business Class because I flew them from LAX to Dubai. I think they are an excellent um, business class product. I, I, you know, there's there were drinks at the seat. There, it was just really fun. I really liked it. I thought they were great service. I thought the food was good. I just want to know what you thought about it because we haven't really talked about it since you got back. Yeah, I thought it was amazing. Like up until that point, up until we flew back in first class, which we will get to, I was like, this is the most amazing flight I've ever been on. Um, so with Emirates, they have an onboard lounge at the, so it's a, it's a double-decker plane. And so economy and premium economy are on the lower level and then business and first class are on the upper deck. And so there's also an onboard lounge at the back of the upper deck that anyone in business or first class is able to visit during the flight once you're at that cruising altitude. And so it was funny because the seatbelt side went off and everyone got up and like ran to the lounge. <laughs> I was like... Okay, I'm gonna give it a little while. So we so we ate and like gave it an hour for people to like get their excitement out and then go back to their seats. Um, but I was totally fine flying business class on the way there because it's an overnight flight. So I was like, I don't want to spend points on first class when I'm gonna be sleeping a majority of the flight. I wanted to like save first class for when I was awake and could really enjoy it. But no, I thought it was great. The service was great. The seats were great. The food was great. The drinks were great. The lounge was really cool. I got an espresso martini in flight, like from a bar. Who gets to do that? You know, so, um, so yeah, so I was really excited about that. And, you know, Alex and I don't drink, but the snacks, here we go, treats. Pam's talking about treats again, but they had this lemon cake on the bar. That was amazing. It was so delicious. And they had some other treats and there's some little uh, couches that you can sit on while you're there. And it's just kind of fun because, I mean, you're you're on a plane, but you're in this little lounge and it's just so bougie. It's just very, very, very cool. Yeah. My husband doesn't drink either, but he was all about the little baskets of snacks and the cakes and all that stuff that they had back there. All right. So tell us how y'all got from the U.S. to Europe. So our trip is kind of strange because it all came about so we could fly Emirates first class home. So I found availability from Milan to JFK on Emirates first. And once I booked that, I was like, okay, I guess we're going to Europe. Where are we going to go? And how are we going to get there? And so I got looking for flights and we had decided let's just go somewhere close to Milan so it makes flying out easy. So we, I'll get to where we stayed a little bit later, but first we had to get to Milan and there is a flight out of Salt Lake City to Amsterdam. It's a direct flight on KLM. And so I went to the Air France website. That's how I booked it through was Air France. And if you don't put in like the date that you want to go, like if you just leave the the date blank when you're doing searching for a board flight, it'll pull up a whole month view. And so I was like, 
I had already booked my flight home. And so I had no flexibility with the date I was needing to get there. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to see what they have out of Salt Lake because I'm based in Salt Lake and it is so, I've actually never flown business class out of Salt Lake. I have had a position every single time. So I was like, I am going to see if I can find a flight out of Salt Lake. So I, I searched, I, you know, did the flexible date search. The one day in the entire month of May where they had business class flights for 65,000 miles was the one day I needed. So we got so lucky. So I told my mom, like, let's book these flights. We'll, we'll just fly from Salt Lake to Amsterdam. Once we get to Amsterdam, we'll figure out how to, you know, how we're going to get to Milan. So that was so nice. We left at 9 p.m. And usually, like, my mom and I just kept talking about it because oftentimes we're positioning to the East Coast. And once you do that, like, you're leaving earlier in the day because, like, like for you, you know, you had to give yourself, you have to give yourself time. So we're getting there four to five hours early. We're hanging out at the airport for a long time. We're leaving, you know, let's say it's New York, for example, you're leaving at, you know, 10 at night, you're leaving pretty late. So you've had a pretty long day of just like getting to where you need to be to position. And so it was amazing. It was actually on Mother's Day. And I left my house at like 530, got to the airport. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is, I actually told my mom, Jess is so lucky. This is like what she gets to do all the time because she gets to fly out of Houston, where it's like so many flights. So it was so nice. And so by the time, so we left at like 9 p.m., we got to Amsterdam at like 2. And the flight is about nine hours. So it was like the perfect amount of time to be able to eat your dinner, watch a movie, go to sleep, wake up and eat breakfast on the plane. Because a lot of times if you're positioning from the East Coast, the flights are uh, are shorter. So for me, it's always like, okay, do I do I watch a movie? Do I, I want to enjoy the flight, but I also like need to get sleep so I'm not miserable the next day on my trip. So it was so amazing because we got there in the afternoon and then you don't have to stay up for as long. By the time you get to your destination, it's like, okay, well, it's like time to go to bed. This is great. It, we did not deal with, I don't really feel like we dealt with any jet lag once we got to Switzerland. So it was amazing. And I am going to be looking for that flight and just crossing my fingers that I get lucky again because it was such a good flight, like just the timing wise. And the flight itself was nice too. What did you think, mom? Oh, I totally agree with you 100%. I am always, that's my new favorite flight for business class, simply because you get that many hours. And I like to have at least nine hours for business class so that I'm not stressed with needing to get to sleep. Or even on that flight, though, I didn't even wake up for breakfast. I was just, I slept so good. I thought that, I can't remember what we had to eat. I was, oh, I remember we had the the little uh, delicacies, the four different things. The food was okay. I thought the service was amazing. I was very comfortable on the flight. And I am going to be exactly like you. I will be looking at that all the time for business class seats. The other thing that's nice is that Air France oftentimes has transfer bonuses from one of the different um, currencies. I think right now they might be doing, I know they're doing one. I think it might be from, don't hold me to this, but I think it might be from Amex. By the time this airs, that probably will be over though. But keep your eye out because they do like come around fairly often, even from like like Chase or Capital One, you know, other banks will do them too. And Air France is like Emirates where all four banks transfer to them. So again, easy to rack up 
Air France KLM miles. Yeah, really, really is. And so we do have a post that we write every month that we try to keep up to date with all the current transfer bonuses. So whenever you're looking to transfer and find a flight, that's a great way is to look and see if there's any transfer bonuses that makes your flight, your miles go a lot further. I will say it like I didn't feel like the business class flight was the most comfortable business class flight. Like it was fine, but like the seat was great, but it wasn't as comfortable as maybe some of the others. I think it wasn't my favorite business class flight, but it wasn't my least favorite business class flight. It was just a very solid business class flight, but the timing of it is what made it so great and not having to position. And I will say too, if anybody else is, you know, based in Salt Lake or if that's their home airport, I have done that flight the other direction from Amsterdam to Salt Lake City home. I've done that twice and just economy and the economy, it was great. Like it's a daytime flight. So that is like one of my go-to flights for going to Europe. I love it. So once we got to Amsterdam, we had to get where we were going. Now, it was interesting because we had decided um, that we were going to go into Switzerland. Alex will explain more of that when we get to the hotel. And so we needed to get to Amsterdam to Milan. And that's where we got a, a shuttle that picked us up and took us into Switzerland. One of the things I love so much about Points and Miles is the ability to change and not lose a bunch of money. So we were looking at the weather prior to going. In fact, we kept asking Jessica, how's the weather in Lake Como? Because it looked like we were going to have a lot of rain. And Jess, they always laugh when I call her Jessica because she thinks she's in trouble when I call her that. But she isn't in trouble. I just sometimes do that. So anyway, but we were trying to figure out, should we go to um, somewhere else? Should we stay in Amsterdam? We were looking around and the weather was just not great anywhere. And finally we looked and it looked like it was clearing up a little bit in Switzerland. So we stuck with what we already had. But huge, huge um, blessing of points and miles is that you don't lose money. You just, you know, get your points and miles back usually with almost everyone and you can change quickly. Um, so we did take EasyJet from Amsterdam to Milan. And I like to do that a lot is take a long haul business class flight into Europe and then maybe position from Europe into another city. And then I'll use like, you know, Ryanair or EasyJet, just a low cost carrier. I think we paid about $174 for our flights. And and then that was with upgrade to um, more leg room, nothing fancy, nothing great at all, but it got us there. And so that's how we did that part of it. All right. Should we talk about our flight home on Emirates? I mean, that was like I thought the business class was nice, and then I did first class, and I was like, how am I ever going to fly not business class again? My husband was like, I hope you know I'm never flying Southwest again after this. Like, I, which is not true. He will fly Southwest again because we have a companion pass, but it's just going to take him a little while to accept that he has to go back to Southwest. Oh, I think it's really funny. I mean, with Alex and I, I mean, has anybody ever planned a trip because of a flight that they wanted to take? And that's basically what Alex and I did. We wanted to take Emirates first class. And I'll tell you why I did. This goes way, way, years and years ago. I saw a commercial with Jennifer Aniston in it. And in it, she wants, she's 
um, gets up from her seat on the airplane and she asks the attendant, where's the shower? And they inform her that you're on the wrong airline. That's Emirates, the shower in the sky. So my, I always thought, oh my goodness, that is crazy. A shower in the sky. Oh, and I never thought that it would be something that I would ever do. Didn't think much about it until I got into points and miles. And then it was like, okay, I can take that shower in the sky. So when Alex said that we were going, she was going to book this flight on Emirates first class for Milan to JFK, there was only one first class seat available. And so I knew that at least one of us, and it wasn't going to be me, for sure was going to get that shower in the sky. And I was crossing my fingers that another one would open up and I'd get one. Yeah. So when we went to Paris back in the fall, my mom did Singapore suites first class and I was in business class. And so I was like, okay, this is my turn. Can I be the one in first? Are you okay if I do it? And then we'll hopefully get you an upgrade. So that that's how that worked out. And the other thing is too, is that it's very difficult sometimes to find those first class seats. And when you do find them, there's typically only one available. And so luckily it worked out and all of us got to do it. But yeah. So it's funny because the three of us each somehow managed to find a different way to get into first class. So with Alex, like she said, she just booked hers from the start on the Emirates website with her miles. And that is the best way to do it if you can. But like she said, it's really hard to find availability, especially for more than one person. Pam got auto upgraded to first class, I believe. So with Emirates, you can use 30,000 miles per person um, per each way to upgrade from business class to first class. And so I was hoping to be auto upgraded, but I never was for my flight. So Pam, tell us how that worked for you. Well, first of all, I made sure I had 30,000 points in Emirates account. Well, that's that's a huge thing because you've got to have that. So I thought ahead. I made sure I had um, those miles in there. They had kind of given me, shown me right from the beginning that there was a possibility. And I kept um, saying I wanted it and I had my points, my miles in there and they would do nothing about it. Well, there was a little button that said, do what you want to upgrade to first for 30000 I and say, yes, I do. And it just didn't go anywhere. And you would see that like multiple times? Yes. Then I thought, okay, well, at least they're showing me that. And then we were laying around the pool probably two days before. And I saw it again and I pressed it. And this time it continued through. And so I did my happy dance afterwards. I was really excited. I knew I was getting that shower in the sky. So with me, I also transferred. So it was me and my husband. There were two of us. So I transferred 60,000 miles from Amex to Emirates in the days leading up to it. You don't you don't necessarily have to do that. But I had heard from people that like they waited to try and do it when they're at the check-in counter and then it wasn't instant. And so they didn't get the miles and they weren't able to upgrade. So I just played it safe, transferred them a few days before. And then at the check-in counter in Milan, I just said, we would like to upgrade to first class if there's availability. And she worked her magic and gave us seats for row one. And so I was super excited. Were you nervous when you got to the check-in desk or like even on your whole trip? Were you like, oh, I hope it works. I hope it works. And you're just like pins and needles. I mean, I was like, I hope it works. But I knew we had business class 
you know, like worst case scenario, we had business class, which is not a too bad of the worst case, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I wasn't going to be devastated, but I was I was cautiously optimistic because I had been checking availability and like there were still first class seats available. So I was like, hey, we just have to beat everyone else. <laughs> who's at the check-in counter to get these first class seats but did your first class end up being full or no because ours had like five empty seats still there were two empty seats so um there were some but yeah we got to the airport like three and a half hours early because i was so paranoid that it was gonna book up with people before us so that's what we did and then the main just comparing the first well how much did you guys pay for your tickets so Pam and I, because mine was mine was eighty five thousand miles when I booked it, and now the prices has gone up, so it's a hundred and two. If you want to book right into first, how did it work for you guys? Yeah, so we Pam and I each paid seventy two thousand five hundred miles for business class, and then with the you know the thirty thousand on top of that to upgrade, business class is now eighty seven thousand. Unfortunately, they devalued a bunch of their routes, including that one. But yeah, so it's now if you want to fly JFK to Milan or Milan to JFK, it's 87,000 miles in business class each way. Did you guys book round trip flights when you did it? Yes. Okay. So it was it's a little typically for a little bit cheaper. But I didn't get it for cheaper because there has to be saver availability to get it for cheaper. And it's very hard to find saver availability. And then just comparing, I mean, like, okay, business class was amazing, but first class was on a whole nother level. Like this service i completely agree like we walked back to go to the onboard lounge and i was like oh my goodness business class stinks <laughs> obviously like i was joking and still amazing but i was like this is a whole other level first class was like kind of mind-blowing i mean we each had like four flight attendants who were helping us in first class they gave us pajamas and slippers obviously like pam said we got to take a shower in the sky and like the the floor was heated did you notice that the floor was heated in the bathroom? I'm like, I'm standing and the bathroom is huge for an airplane bathroom. I mean, it was probably like six regular size airplane bathrooms put together. <laughs> yeah. And then even the seat is just huge. Like I'm if I'm I feel like we have three windows on the we were on the um this the so I'm almost sitting directly in front of me. We just had our own little seat. And so you're like, wow, I've got a lot of windows here. And it's just like there's a door that shuts, so you have like complete privacy. And I'm with you. Like the um, service was unbelievable. Like the girl we had, her name was Jackie, and she was like so cute. We loved her. We did. In fact, she the amenity kits were were really really nice. You get full size perfumes, and it was really nice. And she actually brought us back um, an extra man and woman's. Um, amenity kit that we can give out sometime and it was just the food was really good I know Alex tried caviar for the first time just loves it I didn't like it I'm not as fancy as Jess apparently here's the deal I can get I can get chicken or fish on any flight I can't get caviar on every flight so I had my caviar with all the fixings and my Dom Perignon champagne and I was just living my best life. I love it. Can we talk about the treats for a little bit? <laughs> there is a little basket full of treats. And it, it's so cute. Everything, you know, I love the little uh, 
we had jelly beans and the gummy bears. And then in the front part of the airplane, there were more of them. So I could take a few more. And it was just really cute. And then they would have some of the best desserts. I got an assortment of different desserts um, for one of my choices. And all the food was just really, really good. I had a filet, mashed potatoes, carrots. Everything was superb. Yeah, I had that filet too, and it was really good. And the mashed potatoes were really good. The other thing that I really like about when you fly first class with them is it's dine on demand. And so you can order your food whenever you feel like eating. It's not like, oh, okay, now we're serving dinner and this is dinner or now it's time for breakfast. And so you better be up for breakfast. It's like you eat when you want to eat and they you eat as much as you want to eat. So that was really nice too. I kind of felt like she kept coming by and asking if I needed anything. And I almost was like, well, I guess maybe I should get something else. I got to like take advantage of this opportunity. But I was like, I'm full. I don't really need anything. But I love too, like they have a little menu that's for like, it's on a little cute paper of like a popcorn for like your movie night. And I ordered popcorn and I had my drink and it was just really cool. Like there's really nice big screens for your entertainment. So it was, I I was like when we got to the lounge. So you there's a lounge at the Milan airport for business and first class flyers. And we got there and I told my mom, it hasn't even started yet. And I'm already sad that it's going to be over. <laughs> because it was such like a, a bucket list experience. Yeah. That it was like, I don't know, bittersweet. Because you're like, oh, I'm crossing on my bucket list, but it's going to be over. No, I was going to say it makes going home a lot easier when you, like, still have that to look forward to. You know, because normally I'm like, I don't want to leave. But I was like, I do want to leave because I want to go on Emirates first class. That's totally how I felt, too. But, you know, it's really kind of amazing because it is a lot of points. But when I think that it is a sign-up, it's one credit card sign-up for the Platinum personal or um, American Express Platinum personal or business, I'll do it again. Uh, I don't think that this is something that it will be a one-time thing. I think that I'll try to do that again because leaving from Milan is just really easy if you're going anywhere in Europe. So it's something that I don't think will be a, a one-time shower in the sky for Pam. I And I would say too, if other people are, if you're wanting to, you know, do a flight like this, I would recommend going doing it on the Milan to JFK route, just like all of us did, because otherwise you're going to be spending your time sleeping if you're doing it from JFK to Milan. So that will just make it so you can enjoy the whole experience a little bit more. Yeah, I totally agree. Okay, well, let's get into some, where we stayed. I mean, we could have just flown. We just obviously loved work, and that was as much fun as being somewhere, but we did go some pretty fun places. So Jess went a place that I've been before and absolutely loved and just tell us all about the Grand Hotel Victoria in Lake Como. It was amazing. It was inspired by Pam. Got to give her a shout out. Her blog post is what got me hooked on Grand Hotel Victoria. It is located in Menaggio on Lake Como. So to get there, we took, you can take a train from Milan, but it involves like taking a train, taking another train, then taking a ferry and then climbing up a hill and I was like, I'm not doing that after an overnight flight. That just sounded terrible to me. So we actually booked a private transfer through Lake Como Transfers. And they picked us up at the airport, took us there. Super easy, super great service. Um, so that is how we got there. And then it's 
The Grand Hotel Victoria is an SLH property, which we have talked about several times before, but that basically means that it is a small luxury hotel collection property. They partner with Hyatt. So if you book through Hyatt, you get all sorts of perks like free breakfast and late checkout and free Wi-Fi, and you get all of that. Everyone gets it. You don't have to have any sort of status with Hyatt. So when we booked it, it was 25,000 Hyatt points a night. It has since gone up to 30,000 points a night, but it is amazing. Like 100% true luxury property. I still think at 30,000 points a night, it is a steal. They have the most amazing spa I have ever been to. I think it's like 12,000 square feet, this spa. And I went like two or three hours before my massage just to like go to all the different rooms and experience all the different things. So it is amazing. The service was incredible. Like we would go to breakfast and anytime I would just get up to go to the buffet, someone would be like, do you need something? Like there was just someone right there. Like, do you need, can I help you with something? And I was like, no, I'm okay. Um, But amazing service, amazing stay. Like our room was really nice. It wasn't huge, but it was perfect for, you know, it was just the two of us. The bathroom was really nice. We had a little balcony that overlooked, we had like a partial lake view. And so I sat out there and like in my robe and drank my cappuccino and it, I was just living my best life there. So highly recommend Grand Hotel Victoria. I remember being there and I thought, so this is what it's like to live the lifestyle of the rich and famous. I was like, this is insane. You know, it was just such luxury and the way they treated you and the rooms, the grounds, the view, everything. If you want that type of a real bougie experience, had there actually Alex and I tried to do that. That's what we thought we were going to do. And we couldn't find any availability and nothing opened up. So that's why we had to change. But it it is a definitely a great stay. Yeah. I mean, it is be- like the landscaping is beautiful. The grounds are beautiful. Like we would just wake up and I was like, how is this real? Like this is gorgeous. So love, love, love Grand Hotel Victoria. Highly recommend it. Then we made our way to Venice. We took the train from Lake Como to Venice. We had to change in Milan, but we went to Venice. And in Venice, we stayed at the Hotel Aquarius, which is a choice hotel. It was not my favorite hotel that I've ever stayed at, but you cannot beat the points price, especially. So it's twenty to 25,000 choice points a night, but I transferred from city and city transfers to choice one to two. So I only had to use 10,000 choice points, I mean, city points a night. So I transferred 20,000 city points total for our two nights and got two nights there. Um, So as far as point redemptions, you really can't beat it. The other nice thing about choice hotels is you can book into any room with the point, with like the standard points price. So I actually booked us into a suite with, you know, just my... 20,000 city points for two nights. That is such a steal. It is a steal. And it totally made up for it. I think it, like, okay, here's the deal. It is a very nice hotel. And I think if we hadn't been coming from the Grand Hotel Victoria, I probably would have liked it more. But it was totally fine. And for the points price, like, you can't beat it. It's a little bit 
removed from like the action, which for us was fine because it was like a little bit of a quieter area of Venice. But if you want to be like right in the middle of all the really popular spots, then you might not want to book it um, because it's a little bit of a I think it's like a 20 to 30 minute walk to the main area. But it rained the entire time we were in Venice. And so we were having to navigate the really narrow streets with umbrellas. And I told my husband I felt like we were playing the game Frogger, like going and having to like bend our umbrella so we don't hit other people. I mean, it was like the weather. Don't go to Ven- don't go to Venice when it's raining. It was it was awful. You need it sounds like you need a redo. I need a redo when I can guarantee that it's not gonna be raining. Yeah, I've I've been there three, maybe four times. It's always been beautiful. One of my favorite cities. But I'm not a rain girl, and I would have hated it in the rain too. So yeah, too bad. You got you need to redo. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so highly recommend the hotel. It's it, you get free breakfast there. Also, the breakfast wasn't anything to write home about, but it's free, and it was nice to have that option. You know, to to eat it before we went out for the day and had to carry our umbrellas and walk 20,000 steps. So, Jess, I know that it wasn't quite as um, bougie as what you like, but what about for a family hotel? With At that price point, it sounds like that would be ideal for a family that's trying to save money, free breakfasts, and being able to uh, to go to Venice. Seems like that would work out. 100% great option for a family because, like I said, you can book into a suite. And so our room had a a king or a queen size bed, but then it also had a sofa couch. And it's hard to find rooms in Europe that sleep for. And so the fact that you can book a suite for the standard points price, you know, and have a family of three or four in a room is huge. So um, I would totally go back there. I just like now I know what to expect. <laughs> and so I don't have like my hopes up, you know. Um. So then from there, from Venice, we took the train to Florence. Again, super easy. I love taking the train in Europe. I find it so much less stressful than flying. And so we took the train to Florence. It was like a two-hour train ride. And we checked into the Palazzo Vichetti. Again, an SLH property. We used Hyatt points. This one is a Category 8. So it was 40,000 Hyatt points a night. Again, true luxury. Like true luxury stay. I sent Pam and Alex a video. I think Pam is staying there later this year and is very excited now. The room, I don't, I shouldn't even call it a room. It was like an apartment. I mean, you walk in and there's a hallway and there's a kitchen, a bathroom, another hallway to a bedroom with huge high ceilings. Like it was, I think it was bigger than the first apartment I've, I ever lived in. <laughs> was that an upgrade? Did you guys get upgraded? We didn't. So I, I don't think. So normally with SLH properties, you are entitled to like a one category upgrade. But I am pretty sure that every room in this hotel is exactly the same. I think they have one like rooftop suite that's like huge and amazing. And I was not expecting an upgrade to that room. But all the other rooms, I think, are this exact deluxe room layout. That's amazing, especially like Europe is kind of known for having tiny rooms. So to have like a whole apartment, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it was like we walked in and I was like, oh, my gosh, it was it was amazing. Um, So, yeah, 40,000 points a night. But the location in Florence was excellent. Like it was right in the middle of everything. And so it was like we got there and 
this is how you know it's luxury. Like, we got there, and the guy was like, here, have a seat on the sofa. I'm going to, like, pull up a chair and show you on this map where we are and, like, brought us a glass of Prosecco. There wasn't, like, a check-in counter, you know? I mean, it was, like, just us sitting with him. We had tried to get tickets to see the Statue of David, and we could not get them. Like, they were sold out. And he was like, oh, don't worry about it. I got you. And then, and then we came down later that night to go to dinner. And he was like, oh, here are your tickets. Like, I got you in for tomorrow morning. So it was just amazing. We did not see a single other guest the entire time we were there. I don't know. And we took the elevator. Like, we were on the third floor. So we took the elevator multiple times. We were in and out multiple times at breakfast. So the, first, so the other nice thing is you can have room service there. So, you, so they have a breakfast room that you can go to or they have room service. So our first morning, we went to the breakfast room, didn't see a single person, but room service is my love language. And so the next two mornings, we just ordered room service and you just order it the night before. Like they have a little form you fill out, you tell them what you want, and then they just show up at the time with your with your breakfast. So, but yeah, didn't see, like I felt like we had the entire hotel to ourselves. It was I would go back there in a heartbeat. Ooh, you've got me excited. All right. So why don't y'all tell us about where you stayed in Switzerland? Yeah. So we stayed at the Villa Orsolina. And similar to you, we opted not to use a train because it just was going to be kind of a long day. And we didn't have a whole lot of time. We were only there for three nights. And so we're like, okay, we just got to get there. So we booked a private transfer. Mom, did you book it through the same people as Jess did? No, I, I think it was different. Okay. So, but it was great. They picked us up right at the airport, dropped us off right at the hotel. On our way up to the hotel, it was about like nine o'clock at night, maybe like 930. And I get a call on my phone from the hotel and they're just said, oh, hi, Mrs. Payne. We're just wondering what time you think you'll be here. We, dinner closes at 10 and we just wanted to see if you were going to be here for dinner. And I asked him, I'm like, do you think we'll make it? And she's like, yeah, we should make it. So I'm like, okay, yeah, we would. Because we're like, we we needed to eat. We were really hungry at this point. So we're like, yeah, we would love to eat dinner once we get there. We'll be there, you know, just before 10. And so we pull up to the property. And it's small. It's very, like, small boutique hotel. And there is the waiter standing in the lobby we get in there and he's like, oh, hi, like, welcome. And then there's like the girl at the desk. And as we're like checking in, she's like, just leave your luggage right here. He handed us menus, took us back around. It was like 9.58 when we got there. They were literally waiting at the door for us to arrive and keeping the kitchen open just for us. So we looked at the menu like right when we got there. And I was like, I'll just take something that sounds familiar. So I went with spaghetti. My mom got a hamburger. They take us back to, like, the restaurant. We are sitting outside. It's dark, but, like, we can see the lake below us. And it's just, like, all the city lights around us. It was, like, so beautiful and magical. And they're, like, you know, we told them we don't drink because they were, like, oh, we have a welcome drink. So he brought us two Cokes. And we enjoyed our complimentary Cokes and our dinner. And I was, like, okay, these people have won me over because they literally kept the restaurant open just so we could have dinner. It was like, and it was just like this from start to finish, the service there was so good. So it's also a small luxury hotel property, category eight. When we booked, it was a category seven, um, but it's since gone up. So now it's 40,000 points a night. We did see other guests, but we didn't see very many. So we had to go down to a breakfast area to eat. 
um, breakfast had like a buffet, but then they also had a small menu where you could order pancakes or various types of eggs and they would cook those fresh for you. Um, so that was like the only time we saw people though, was at meals. We went to the pool a couple of times and we were the only people there. And it just is a very tranquil place. It's a little more off the beaten path, I would say. So Villa or Selena is the little village. I don't even know if they would consider it if it's a town or not. It's from the front desk. She didn't really make it sound like there's a whole lot in or Selena. But Locarno is just down the bottom of the hill. And that's like a more, a little bit of a busier town. But even we went down there. It is not like what you would imagine, I guess, when you think of like, oh, I'm going to Italy or Switzerland. You're imagining like all these tourists everywhere. It was no, like we didn't hear anybody speak English except like the people that were helping us, the workers. The whole time, except our last night on dinner, there was at dinner, there were some people that were also from the U.S. that we sat next to. And we were like, oh, where are you guys from? We haven't heard like seen any other Americans here this whole time. So if you want some place that's, you know, off the beaten path, not as busy as some of the more popular places, but still like just absolutely beautiful and you just want like a relaxing stay, I think Villa Orsolina would be perfect. It's just right across the border from Italy. So it's not very far. There's It's very much like a mix of the two countries, I felt like. What did you think, Mom? I think so, too. And having been to Lake Como, I felt like it was fairly similar. Um, I love Lake Como. And I, I miss being able to go around the corner to get my gelato and a few little things in Menaggio. But I, it was gorgeous. I think the word that came that we kept saying over and over again was serene. If you want a serene, tranquil trip, it, that's the place to go. We did go uh, take the gondola up, got even better views of the city. We took the funicular. Um, we went down to the city to, is it Locarno, Alex? Okay. We went down there and then took the funicular back up, went to a, a church. It was pretty chill, and, and sometimes that's kind of a nice break for me because we travel a lot to just have a, a chill trip. We did get a massage one day that was the best massage. We both wanted to take Philomena home with us. It was incredible. And then the next day we you know, had done some stuff, and we thought, well, I wonder if Philomena's got some time in her schedule again. And we thought, should we get another massage? And then we started thinking about how much we save on points of miles. And we thought, what would Jess do? And we booked another massage. <laughs> well, it was like, we won't ever see Philomena again. And she was the best massage ever. So we had, and it actually started raining that afternoon. So we're like, this is the perfect way. To... And it was our last day. So we got our massage. Afterwards, we went back up to our room, ordered room service for dinner, sat there in our robes. And ate our room service dinner. Like there, our room had like a nice king bed and then like a little seating area with two nice chairs and table. And we just sat there overlooking the lake. And it was like the perfect way to end our trip there. When you're spending zero dollars on your luxury hotel stay, you can splurge for a massage or two. So I just approves. We knew you would. So we hope that both of these trips showcase all of the possibilities when it comes to points and miles. You may think luxury trips to Italy or Switzerland are out of your budget or too good to be true, but we're here to show you that they are very possible thanks to travel hacking. Sign up for our free masterclass, How to Start Traveling for Nearly Free, at the link in the show notes to get started. 
Thanks so much for listening to the Travel Hacking Mom Show. Make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button from wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. Want to start jet setting even faster? Follow the links in the show notes to learn about everything we discussed in today's episode. And to stay connected and follow along, follow us on Instagram at Travel Hacking Mom. We can't wait to see where in the world points and miles take you.